0: Welcome to the Pad the Stats podcast, your destination for everything fantasy football and where fantasy title hopes come true. And now, your host, James Swanson. Well, it's officially official now. Le'Veon Bell has not signed his franchise tag by the 4 p.m. deadline today, November 13th, and he will not play football this season. I'm sure most of you are caught up on the details by now, but if you haven't heard, Bell is forfeiting $14.54 million this season in search of a much larger long-term deal on the open market in 2019. Hi everybody, I'm James Swanson. This is Pad the Stats, your fantasy football podcast home. And while it's unclear where Bell will wind up next season, one thing is for certain, James Conner is the Steelers running back now and more than likely for the future. So Here's how it'll play out or how most of us envision it to play out for the rest of the 2018 campaign. James Conner is cemented as an RB1 for the rest of the season. That is pretty obvious at this point. Can he continue to plug and play him really regardless of the matchup. He is a matchup proof running back at this point, much like Le'Veon Bell was in his with his, or excuse me in his time with the Steelers. Um, so the Steelers go to Jacksonville this coming Sunday and then they go to Denver Los Angeles at Oakland New England at New Orleans So it's there's a couple tough matchups in there in terms of of, of running defense You know Jacksonville is a tough matchup when we get to week 16 at New Orleans That's not a, a, a necessarily an easy matchup either I don't know you know I know Denver has given up some big plays but Overall I, I, I think that's an okay defense Um so th- there's, there'll be some navigating there. I, I think you can expect, you know, m- similar numbers, similar at least, um, you know, carry similar touches for James Conner that we've seen to this point in the season. I don't think any of that will change to this point. Um, if you want to get away from him this week, like I mentioned, that Jacksonville defense is pretty stout, both against the run and the pass. If you want to get away from him in a DFS format this week, I think that would be wise. They are allowing the third fewest Points per game to opposing running backs in PPR, nineteen point three per game, and just five total touchdowns. So not great this week for Connor, but wow, if you are the James Connor over owner, if you benefited from that, whether you were the Le'Veon Bell owner or not, uh you're jumping for joy right now and um ride him out for the rest of the season and hopefully he's going to be a league winner for you. So today on today's podcast, I'm gonna go over my rising stars of the week. I have three rising stars for you. And that's really all we're going to cover. So much like I've been doing lately, I've only been doing one to two podcasts a week. going to be a shorter one, 12 to 15-minute range. And then uh, I'm going to do a Thursday night preview tomorrow. And uh, we'll, we'll talk about the games this weekend and stuff as well throughout the week. So my rising stars, going to jump right into it. Number one, Aaron Jones. And I think maybe some people have seen this coming for a little bit now. but But this is really, you know kind of Aaron Jones breaking through um, this week, you know, against Miami, 15 carries, 145 yards, two touchdowns, you know, plus he had five targets, three receptions, 27 yards, versus that Dolphins run defense, and wow, I, I mean, for a guy who was already at six yards per carry coming into this game, you know, he really just, again, cemented himself I think a, a couple legs above Jamal Williams. And and hopefully this is you know, I saw on, on I think Roto World posted, you know, this might be the official passing of the torch, you know, from not not necessarily from Jamal Williams to Aaron to Aaron Jones, but but the the official like okay, if you're Mike McCarthy, we now have an RB1 that we can just lean on eighty percent of the time, eighty five percent of the time, whatever it is. And hopefully that is Aaron Jones' situation right now. So look, he's seen 80, 85 snaps and 29 carries over the last two weeks. And Aaron Rodgers was again coming out and saying, hey, pleading, we need to continue to get this guy the football. We need to get him more touches. So that's good that you're, you know, your franchise quarterback is coming out and saying that, obviously. The remaining schedule isn't terrible. They go to Seattle this week, then to Minnesota. That's not so great. Uh, Seattle's kind of a middle of the road defense to this point against running backs in terms of points per game allowed, um, at Minnesota, not great, but then they come home weeks 13 and 14, um, Arizona, Atlanta, that is beautiful. So if you're on the cusp, if you're trying to break into the fantasy playoffs there in week 13, heading into week 14, or, or however you do it, or if you're in a league where, uh, there's only four teams who make it and your playoffs only start in week 15, That is a really good spot right there to be in. Arizona, Atlanta at home for Aaron Jones and the Packers. And then to Chicago in Week 15, not so great. But then to the Jets, I think that's another very manageable matchup. So all in all, it's a pretty good slate for Aaron Jones and that Packers running game. And look, again, this is the coming out party. I really do believe so. They're going to continue to lean on him in the running game. And I do think they'll give him some looks in the passing game as well. He's a borderline RB1 rest of season. He's probably a top 14 running back rest of season as well. I'm going to put him right in that range of Philip Lindsey, Matt Burita rest of season. So if you're the Aaron Jones owner, if you've stuck it out to this point, um, I think you're feeling pretty good about yourself hitting, heading into the stretch run. My number two rising star of the week, Josh Adams. Seven carries, 47 yards in Sunday Night Football at Dallas. Look, I know he hasn't had a ton of A big, big workload to this point. But this is a guy who now with Jay Ajayi done for the year, Darren Sproles done, uh, this is, you know, an opportunity here for the rookie to really take, you know, uh, a stronghold on this offense in an offense where Corey Clement and Wendell Smallwood have not proven to be workhorse running backs by any means. Look, Josh Adams' snaps have increased each of the last three weeks, 8, 18, and 19, and then most importantly again Doug Peterson has said that the team needs to get him more carries after this uh, most recent appearance. So he's been really efficient with his with his carries and if we're looking at a guy that can get five or six more carries a game, uh, this is a really good situation for Josh Adams in a high-powered offense where look, it's not it's not matchup proof necessarily to this point but but this is a high-powered offense enough where they can put him excuse me in situations um, to, to really succeed because defenses are, are, are keen on Carson Wentz, on Zach Ertz, and that passing game, you know, more specifically. So if you look at the last two games, he has had 16 carries for 108 yards. Corey Clement and Wendell Smallwood have been combined for 19 carries and 48 yards. So that goes to tell you the efficiency has clearly been in favor of Josh Adams to this point. Look, I'm not particularly excited to start him this week at New Orleans. They allow the sixth U.S. Fa- fantasy points per game to opposing running backs. But after that, Giants at home, Redskins at home, at Dallas, at the Rams, and then Houston. Look, I don't think it's a great schedule. But I again, this comes down to the Eagles' offense being extremely explosive. Defense is keen on Wentz and Ertz, as I mentioned. And Josh Adams, if he can continue to get some carries, I think he's going to be pretty efficient with those carries. So uh, this is a guy who, again... Rising star of the week, can we get from eight or nine carries to 14 carries? That's what you should be looking out for. And if you can, I think you're looking at a low-end RB2 on your hands with Josh Adams. And then my number three rising star of the week, ah, this kind of hurts because I don't know if I want to go down this rabbit hole again, but I'm going to say Corey Davis Look, I know after that game he had early in the season when he had 100 yards in week four, I think it was like 160 or 165. Like he caught the game-winning touchdown in overtime. We were all like, oh my gosh, this is the coming out party for Corey Davis. And what did he do the next three games combined? Eight receptions. <laughs> so again, I hope I'm not falling down in this rabbit hole again, but but seven catches, 125 yards and a touchdown versus New England on Sunday. He seems, that seems to be a team where he's just had their number three touchdowns now against the Patriots in, in a couple games. But I think it's for real this time. I really do. I I, I see the uh, Titans offense coming around a bit after that win at Dallas and then this win against New Orleans or excuse me, New England. They look like they're trying to, they're they're finally hitting their stride a little bit. And this is a team that could compete for a wild card spot, I think, in in the AFC and and honestly there the chances for for them to still win a division title is still there. Um most certainly it's still there, um, but but again, I think this is re- for real this time with Corey Davis. He's had 10 targets in each of the last two games. Marcus Mariota is starting to make some strides. We've seen Derrick Henry find the end zone, so I think that running game is really starting to get going as well. Um, if they can get that offensive line healthy, keep them healthy, keep them gelling together. I think that Corey Davis is finally going to come around here for a little bit of a stretch run. I don't necessarily want to put him in that wide receiver one position. Um, You know, echelon quite yet. I still think he's a wide receiver two at this point. You know, he's he's played most of the season like wide receiver three, but I do think that this pushes him into that wide receiver two category. Again, not ready to go up to wide receiver one, but uh, look, if there is one reason to give pause here, the Tennessee Titans have to play the Giants and the Jags in the first two rounds of the fantasy playoffs, and those have not been great matchups, particularly the Jacksonville Jaguars who have really shut down really everything, um, especially the passing game. So if there's one reason to, you know, not love, uh, you know, the prospect of Corey Davis having a big, big stretch run, that is the one thing you have to look at is that schedule. It's not the best out there. Okay, and then and then my final little segment here, this is a new segment, and I'm calling this Pump the Brakes. Whoa, hold on a second. And I only have one player in this Category for tonight. And that's Rashad Penny. Look, I know you're going to see that stat line. 12 carries, 108 yards, and a touchdown, a first-round pick. We were looking for anything you know, good for Rashad Penny to kind of jump onto that bandwagon that we were on in, say, July and August, right? I know the snaps were, were much better this week, 27, which was a season high. Um, Mike Davis also got a good workload like he has been with when Chris Carson has been out. 39 snaps, 11 carries, 58 yards. Davis also had 6 targets, 4 catches, 22 yards and a touchdown. So both guys Penny and Davis had good games and this running game in particular has been very good this season. Here's why I say you need to pump the brakes on on Rashad Penny. Chris Carson did not play, which most, you know, we all knew that, right? And this might seem obvious, but he's going to play Thursday against the Packers according to Pete Carroll. I just don't think you can trust Rashad Penny yet because look, he, that's his first time all season he's cracked 50 yards uh, rushing. They st- he still doesn't offer anything in the passing game. So if you're in a PPR league, he has just 12 targets in the seven games he's played. And Carroll seems to trust the combination of Chris Carson and Mike Davis more. So until we see this, a little, this is one of those situations where I always say monitor the situation. This is exactly, this is perfect example. Not a guy that I would recommend rushing to the waiver wire you know, to use your number one or number two or number three claim on this week. Um, but it's a situation where look, if if he has one more week like this and, you know, you you're looking for a flex play, say you have Cooper Cup and that, that was your flex play. You know, if you need somebody to kind of to kind of fill that void a little bit or could help you, you know, as a flex play down the stretch and in the playoffs, uh, Rashad Penny might not be a bad play, but but pump the brakes for right now just hold off until we see this a little bit more out of him. okay well again that's all I have for tonight we're at about again 12 and a half minutes on the podcast so I'm gonna do a Seahawks Packers Thursday Night football preview and then we're gonna get into the into the games later this week. I know I've been slacking on that a little bit lately I do apologize just been really busy but I have been trying to get at least two podcasts out a week um, and just mixing it up a little bit between these shorter podcasts and then also maybe do, you know doing some longer ones as well getting back to that Uh, but yeah so so you know if you have any questions of course hit us up at pad the stats on twitter i'm always happy to help you you know with your starter sit questions now that the trade season is really over in most leagues um, if you have any critical start sit questions down the down the stretch here i'm always happy to help you out and of course listen to the podcast on spotify itunes tune in radio stitcher and google play music until next time for pad the stats i'm your host james swanson everybody have a good night bye-bye